I needed it. I needed it so bad. You needed it too. We all needed it. Let's get right into the episode. Ready? One, two. Welcome into another episode of Grass is Always Greener, Michigan State podcast by your host, me, Ryan Elke. Find me on Twitter at Ryan, E-L underscore key. Find the podcast at Always Green MSU on Twitter. You can listen wherever you find your podcast, Apple, Google, Spotify. Download and subscribe today. If you have questions, email us, grass is always greener, MSU at gmail.com. A huge, huge win. For Michigan State basketball last night over number 15 Rutgers, 68 to 45. And honestly, if you're watching this game, kudos for getting through that first half because that was ugly. It was gross. It deserved the 9 p.m. tip off <laughs> because of how bad that game was at the beginning. But let's let's get right into it because somehow Michigan State led the entire game, which I don't know how you can do that when you have 14 first-half turnovers. Like, it was gross, but was even grosser was Rutgers' offense in that game. And that's really the uh, point we take away from this game. Not that Rutgers' offense was gross, but how great Michigan State's defense was yesterday in that game because they, they did not let Rutgers get – an easy easy shot yesterday. You have Ron Harper, who shoots damn near 50% from three. You have Geo Baker, who can hit shots deep. You have Jacob Young, who can hit shots deep. And they shot poorly. They shot like 27% in the first half. Like, it was gross. Let me, 28, ended up bumping up to 28% in the first half. And even the second half, it's not like they recovered and had a great second half. They shot 33% in the second half. It was a huge thing. Rutgers makes a lot of threes. That's what they kind of rely on because they have good three-point shooters. 0 for 8 in the first half. Granted, they hit some in the second half, but then 3 for 4. They only took four three-point attempts in the second half. 3 of 12 from Rutgers on on the three-point line. Like, that is... That is a great defensive effort that we saw yesterday, and I think that's what we saw at the beginning of the year and wondering what the hell happened to it over the last few weeks. So it was nice to just see everyone just engaged on the defensive defensive side of the ball just because it created some turnovers. It created stops that led to offense, and it was just – it was just a game much needed because it was teetering on that. Like, okay, they're up by seven. Up oh, now it's five. Now it's nine. Now it's like it was getting close. And then finally the big run happened with, I think it was like seven and a half minutes left. It was 51 to 40 at the under eight timeout. And then Michigan State goes on a 17 to five run roughly to close this game out. And oh, let's just all just 
the weight's off the shoulders for a minute. Because one thing to squeak by Nebraska, I'd be like, okay, got to win, need that win. Now it's like this was the ass-kicking that state fans needed from this basketball team. Like we were just craving one. We needed one because it had been a while. Even like some of the the non-conference games where it's like, Oh, they're heading Notre Dame. The Notre Dame kind of comes back in the end, doesn't make it comfortable. And then same with Duke. You're controlling that whole game. Then all of a sudden Duke hits a couple threes late, and now it's not comfortable. And this one, finally, at the end of the game, it was comfortable. It was late. You could be like, all right, I can just close my eyes for the end of this game. Uh, and it, it was just glorious. It was beautiful. Aaron Henry leading the way in points once again. 20 total points, 8 rebounds, 4 blocks, 2 steals, 2 of 4 from 3. Nice to see him kind of lead the way, and that's, uh, I think, his offensive, I want to say explosion, I didn't say explosion, comes from A.J. Hogard starting at the point guard. Seen it the last two games, saw, see him getting increased minutes. He had 25 minutes last night, and it seems like with him running the point, Aaron Henry can just be Aaron Henry now. Like, he doesn't have to worry about trying to get Rocket Watts in the right place as a point guard or take over the team, take control of the team on the floor. He can just play his position, and he can take control when he wants to. It's not a need or it feels like he has to. That's back-to-back 20-point games, 27 against Nebraska, 20 against Rutgers here, and it's just nice. Another nice thing is Joshua Langford. I know if you look at the box score, it's nothing too fantastic. Four of nine shooting, one of two from threes, 11 points. But what's different about that is that in the first half, he had zero points, 0 for 4 from the field. Second half, all of, that's where all of his 11 points came from, four or five from shooting, was making, making those buckets, made a wide-open three. He hasn't done that all year. <laughs> so it's just nice to see that. And then the other standout performance from last night, the box score doesn't say it, but you watch him, Malik Hall. Like, he was switching on everybody. He shut Ron Harper Jr. down. He shut just Rutgers down. I mean, the box score doesn't say much, five points, four rebounds. But what you did see is that he was out there a lot. He had the second most log minutes of – Anyone on the team. Aaron Henry had 35. Malik Hall had 27 minutes. Then Langford and Hogard and Hauser at 25 minutes. So it was nice to see that adjustment that Malik Hall was playing well. Keep him in the game. He's keeping everything smooth on defense. He's switching off. He's engaged on ball. He's not letting things slip by him. It was beautiful to see. That was the defense we saw at the beginning of the year when at least I was saying, like, this is an elite defense that this team can rely and depend upon. And it went away for a couple of weeks because I think the offensive woes got so bad that they were just down on themselves. But these are the confidence wins where you feel like you can go in and beat beat any team. Because when you're engaged like that, you're shutting down what Rutgers does best. 
They couldn't do a damn thing yesterday. It also helps that they just stink at shooting free throws. I mean, the absolute worst. Six of 17 from free throws yesterday. Like, that is awful. Miles Johnson, 0 from 7, and was was abusing the rim and the backboard on his free throws. Like, honestly, seven attempts isn't enough for him. Like, they should have been bringing in Julius Marble and Marcus Bingham just, just to hack him. Like, in the second half, like, no, man, you don't – you're not going to beat us with, you know, any chance of getting hot here. We're just going to follow this guy. That's what should have. It didn't. Their, their defense was so elite that they could barely get off three-point shots. Only four three-pointers in the second half attempted. Oh, it was beautiful. What wasn't beautiful, though, that first half, 14 turnovers. And, like, they were bad turnovers. Like, dribbling off the foot. You have Aaron Henley, Henry trying to split two guys also. Kithier as well, trying to go through three people to get to the bucket. You have, you have some lazy passes. I think one was from Foster Lawyer trying to go up top of the key. Just an easy steal for an easy two. Like some of those, those turnovers were just gross. Like it was a gross first half offensively for Michigan State. Second half, a lot better. Four turnovers in the second half. You know what that does? That improves your shooting. They go from 41% shooting to 52 you know, from three points, 33% to 50. They got to the line more. Eight attempts in the first half, 11 attempts in the second half. So it was just nice to see. It was just, like I said, it, I needed it. I needed that win. Like, it's not fun just sitting there, you know, white-knuckling through games, white-knuckling through a Nebraska game, getting your ass kicked by, by Minnesota. So it was, it was just much needed, especially for a late tip. You don't want to be sitting there stressing out up till 1130, 11 o'clock at night on a Tuesday night. You don't need that. You need this. So thank you, Michigan State. Thank you, Tom Izzo. Thank you for providing an ass-kicking where we could just relax on a weeknight, have the game on while we lay in bed and just be like, like you can go to bed with a smile on your face. Some other takeaways. Jacob Young of Rutgers. If you don't know, he was number 42. He was the one just throwing up every single shot he saw. Five of 18 from the field. It was just, it was like, that defense was so beautiful. Like, even the good shots just looked looked rough. Because there's no, like, I think I, the only one easy shot I saw was the one Ron Harper three-point he made in the second half, where it's a fast break, and he trailed the guy pushing the ball, steps right into three. So it's not, it, was, it was just a beautiful game, beautiful game. Uh, as for struggles on Michigan State side, Joey Hauser kind of struggling again offensively. You know, nine points, which you know doesn't seem bad, but three of seven shooting. He was at least rebounding the ball well. So it's like that's what you like to see from players though that are struggling from shooting is that they're still going up, they're still producing somewhere else. 14 total rebounds last night. Grant, he got some foul trouble. 
uh, early, so he didn't play that many minutes in the first half. Only seven minutes in the first half because he got two early fouls. So, and then uh, Rocket Watts, he seemed a little better. He seemed to got a little mojo back. That floater was hitting. I still hate that shot. Like, I still think it's a bad shot every time he takes it, no matter if it, it goes, even if he goes five for five in a game and hits those weird floaters, I'm still going to hate every single one of those shots because it's always at a weird angle. There's always a chance for a charge, and it's just awkward, and I don't like it, and it's scary, and maybe that's why I don't like it because it's just scary. But Rocket Watts, 11 total points, three of eight shooting, hit a nothing three, you know, as time was running out at the end of the game. But... As for some of the other guys, Monty Sissoko, I, I like, I may be wrong in saying this. He reminds me of a young Dennis Rodman. Like that one block he had, where it was like right at the peak. Like I think Hogard was guarding the guy, or it might have been Lawyer. The guard shoots, it gets over that hand, and Sissoko just comes up and just swats the hell out of it. Like he plays like a young Dennis Rodman because it's like. He doesn't necessarily know what he's doing, but he's going 110%, and if you come near him, that ball's going away from the basket. He's just swatting it, and he's going to get up and get rebounds. I'd love to see him get more minutes. Four minutes, all in the first half. We haven't seen him in the second half the last two games. He had seven, seven minutes logged against Nebraska in the first half, four minutes logged against Rutgers here in the first half, nothing in the second half. I'd love to see him more play more. Just plain and simple. Like, sorry, Marcus. Like, I know Tom Izzo's been kind of praising Marcus Bingham after he kind of dragged him a week and a half ago. He came back and said, All right, Marcus responded. Let's play him more. Because he's he's shown he's 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 got the half too. He's got the want. He's got the will right now. So let's play him. But honestly, I'd love to see Soko get more minutes just to see what more he can do and have him grow a little more. And guess what? If that makes Marcus Bingham upset, you should be practicing harder. This is your third year here, Bingham. You should be a little bit smarter than Soko and be earning these minutes. Not competing with him. Oh, again, beautiful game. 68-45, 23-point win at home. I think that was also a big deal of why this game happened because it was just at home. It's been a while since the Spartan home game. And, like, even though there's no fans in the stands, like, you're not seeing your friends, I still think it makes a big difference when you're just not traveling. Like, you're not having to go wake up somewhere. You're not on an earlier schedule going places you don't know, having to go through the COVID test, go through the COVID protocols. Just waking up in in your own bed, you're on your own you're like you're on your regular schedule. I think that says a lot too that that they're just home and they could just relax a little and play the way they wanted to play. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Next game is Friday, this Friday versus Purdue, seven p.m. on FS1. Purdue is seven and five this year, two and three in Big Ten play. 
their wins have come against Ohio State and Maryland. They beat Ohio State mid-December, 67-60. Lost to Notre or yeah, lost to Notre Dame. They're not Big Ten, should be, but beat Maryland 73-70 on Christmas Day. Their three losses against three ranked teams in the Big Ten. Lost at Iowa by 15. Lost at Rutgers by five. And just lost to Illinois on Saturday by eight. So all their Big Ten losses have come on the road. All their Big Ten wins have come at home. This game is at Michigan State on Friday. As for the team, they somehow Purdue has gotten another seven-foot center. Like it, This is, what, ten years in a row? They've had some a starting center that's over seven foot, right? So we have A.J. Hammond was seven foot. Then they moved right into Isaac Hawes. Then they went to that skinny, snotty kid, Matt Arms, who ended up transferring out. And now you bring in Zach Eady, seven four freshman from Toronto. Like, where does Matt Painter find these guys? And why does he get every single one of them? Zach Eady, nine points per game. Four, only four rebounds, though, for 7-4 guy. Hmm. One block per game. But there are two guys to watch out for. Obviously, Travion Williams, 14-9 and nine a game. And Sasha Stefanovic, 11 points per game, shooting 50% from three. And I know we all remember the Purdue game last year. It was that ass whooping on CBS Sunday was it 71 to 40 or 72 to 41 where it's just and it like I re-looked at the stats and it seemed like Purdue made every shot in that game. They didn't shoot that particularly well. It was just we couldn't hit a shot. They shot 45% from the field in that game. Purdue did 36% from three, 61% from free throw line. Just nothing special. Just Michigan State couldn't hit shots. Couldn't stay in the game. I don't know. So that's what's coming up on Friday. I think it matches up well. I think this is where, too, where we'll see a little more Marcus Bingham, only because uh, you have Edie at 7-4. You need someone to match up with that height. So you'll probably see Bingham with a few more minutes. If Michigan State plays the defense they they did against Rutgers, I think they're going to be just fine. But you have Aaron Henry locking down Stefanovic, shooting 50% from three. You just see that number go down. But you have Malik Hall going up on Travion Williams. Like that, that should be a great matchup. Especially because it gives me hope of just what we saw against the ranked team at home. Now we're going against Purdue at home. So it's not going to be, you know, a ranked team. But they're still a tough team. They have decent shooters. Brandon Newman, a freshman, shooting 41% from three, coming in averaging 10 points. They also have Isaiah Thompson, who I think is a freshman, sophomore. He shoots 43, 44% from three. So they have some three-point shooters on this team that play minutes. But so does Rutgers, so that gives me the little hope of, like, if that defense intensity is still there, like, if they feed off into this game, 
Those three-point shooters don't worry about. I don't worry about. If Malik Hall is playing that same defensive energy, and we saw Tom Izzo give him more minutes in the game against Rutgers, I'm not worried about Travion Williams. Because one thing I love about Malik Hall, A, he's he's really agile for playing the four position. So that's really nice to see defensively. He can switch off onto a guard and then switch back onto a four. We saw that multiple times last night. He is switching on and off, just getting in their face. Loved it. What I also love, too, is that every now and then we see that little bit of Spartan dog in Malik. We saw it last night where someone was trying to set a screen on him. He just pushed him over. I think it was Miles Johnson. He just, he just shoved over. He's like, I'm tired. Get out of my way. And that's what I love to see. Just every now and then. Just remind him who you are and that you're right there. And then as for Zach Eady, the big guy, you hope Marcus Bingham can help out. You hope Manny Soko will help out. Like they're they're your two tallest, so you you're hoping you can at least split their minutes up. Give I mean, they only played like seven minutes combined last night. You do you hope to against Edie someone that tall? Maybe fifteen total minutes? If they're playing well, and have Kithier play another, you know, 15, 20 minutes. That's kind of what he's been around. He only played 18 minutes yesterday against Rutgers. So, Arsenal, I'm not too worried about Purdue. And it's not that I'm overlooking Purdue. It's just that this game against Rutgers gave me a lot of hope. Like, it's the show that they got back on track. And it's nice to see now that the point guard position has been established with A.J. Hogard that the offense can get back on track. And even Joshua Lankford's second half gave me hope. Four or five shooting. Like, it's nice to see him finally get a stroke back. Because, like, throughout these games, like, his shots have looked good. His form looks good. Like, he, it's just that the shots weren't falling. Wide open threes, not going. Jumpers, not going. Even layups just weren't going in. So it was nice to see consecutive buckets in the basket for Langford. I'm all I'm 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 just I'm just good. That's all I gotta say. I'm good. I needed it. I wanted it. I was craving. I was craving an ass whooping. And it finally came. My Christmas present came just a little late. That's okay. 2-0 in the new year. 2021. That's all that matters, right? 2-0. That's number one in the Big Ten right now for 2021. Now, in reality, Michigan State's 2-3 in the Big Ten, but let's suspend reality for a second and live in the moment. That will wrap up this episode. Or First, let me go through the Michigan State schedule really quick just to see how the women's team is doing and how the hockey team is doing and wrestling doesn't start for another week. So I'll get into wrestling just uh, a little bit later. The hockey team, they beat Penn state on Monday, five to one coming off a one, nothing loss on Sunday wins basketball team. They're ranked 23rd in the nation. They beat Purdue on Sunday, 71 to 64. They face Maryland Thursday night. In East Lansing at 5 p.m. As for the hockey team, 
They have a doubleheader coming up against Michigan, one in Ann Arbor, one in East Lansing on Friday, Saturday at 7 p.m. in Ann Arbor on Friday, 4.30 p.m. in East Lansing. So let's hope for some back-to-back. Let's, let's get a nice little sweep there. That'd be beautiful. Kick Michigan's ass. It's like football. Thank you, Rocky Lombardi. I think I have to say that every single day on the podcast. Just remember, 20-point underdogs, ranked team at home. Thank you, Rocky Lombardi. Again, that, that'll be it for another episode of Grass is Always Greener. I'll have another episode up after the Purdue game, uh, so it'll, it'll show up. You can listen to it this weekend. Remember, download, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast, please. I'm liking my numbers so far. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. If you have any questions, find me on Twitter, Ryan, E-L underscore key, or the podcast at alwaysgreenmsu on Twitter. If you have questions, have an email set up, just shoot me an email. Grass is always greener, msu at gmail.com. Michigan State, huge win over number 15, Rutgers 68-45. I needed it. Thank you. Again, download, subscribe, listen on Apple, Google, and Spotify. As always, go green. One, two.